0: Hello and welcome to the Brick Cave Blitz, the show where we are now in the end game. <sighs> NFL season has ended, life has very little meaning, I wish I could hibernate. I am your host as usual, the Unusual Greg, uh, Unusual underscore Greg on Twitter and Instagram. Joining me as always is my uh, absolute rock in these trying times, uh, my support network, Um and, and just an overall good dude.
1: Can you smell what the Smith is cooking? Better be some chicken for me. <laughs> uh, I am Smith, which is DRS underscore 994 on Instagram and Instagram only. And
0: don't forget to follow the podcast Brick Cave bits on Twitter and Instagram for all the goodness that's going kind to of come out of the off season cha Cha-cha-cha-cha-cha. I hate the off-season already. Um... For for me, the off season started, a, you know, a little while ago. Uh, Rogers drama is at an all time high, and I just I just hate it. So, Smitticus Maximus,
1: coaching changes have have we had any? Um, we have had two big hires, and mm. um, both of them the. Offense and defense coordinators for the Eagles. Um, Jonathan Gannon, who is the defensive coordinator, has been hired as the uh, Cardinals head coach.
0: Interesting.
1: And Shane Steichen, Steichen uh, who is the defensive oh, offensive coordinator sorry, uh, for the Eagles, has been hired f- by the Colts. As their head coach, or as their head coach, yeah. Awesome. Sorry, yeah, but both of those were head coach. Okay.
0: Players. Okay. I mean, they put together an awesome season. Um, I bet Nick Sirianni is absolutely gutted about losing those guys. But yeah, I can see why they, why those guys would be able to be approached in that kind of manner. Um, talking of the Eagles, should we just talk about the Super Bowl? Should we, should we do that? Is that something
1: we should do? So ju- just to uh, re-say, mm-hmm. the, the last position uh, Shane Steichen mm-hmm. had was as the offensive coordinator, but that was only 21-22. to 22. Mm-hmm. So the 22-23 season, it, it's not listed that he was anywhere. So that isn't that offensive coordinator.
0: I was wondering why the name sounded wrong. Um, But you said they were both Eagles. And I was like, okay, well, go for it.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, the the last positions they had, sorry, I should have worded that better. The last positions both of them had were the uh, the Philly Eagles, except uh, Shane was in the 21-22 season. Um, But Gannon, yeah, was. It says 21 to 22 season as well. Weird. And we're falling apart already. <laughs> no, okay. This is weird. I'll give you like, a minute no. to figure it out. Yeah, they, they both say 21 to 22 seasons. But I'm guessing, yeah, that they're only counting the 22 to 23 season as just 22. So they. It does seem that they were both there last year.
0: I'm just waiting to, just to see whether you're going to go back on yourself again.
1: Um, <laughs> doesn't seem like I'm going to go back on myself.
0: Okay, okay. Just giving it one more, one more little pause.
1: Okay.
0: Okay, definitely not. All right, cool. So, the Super Bowl happened at the weekend. Uh, The Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. uh, I I had
1: another piece of news before we moved on to this. Well, you didn't tell me about it pre-show, so... I said we had some news. (laughs) Uh, Mainly coaching things. You
0: just said we had some coaching changes to talk about. You're
1: falling (laughs) apart already, Smith. Okay. The only other piece of news is that the Raiders have officially released Derek Carr. All right, we can move on.
0: Well, no, because that's that's world-shaking news that is. You know, we don't know what's going to happen now. This has opened so many doors. Where's he going to go? Who's going to replace him?
1: Anyhow, I uh, don't know. People are thinking saints. Um
0: I can see why. I don't think I don't think it'll happen. I think he's more likely to go to somewhere like uh, the Colts or potentially, like, um, the Jets, maybe. Jets would be a good shout for him. Maybe. But I say, I don't I, I don't know. The Saints is a bit of a dodgy one. I don't think anyone will want to go there until the Alvin Kamara situation sorted out. True. Mm. Anyhow, what was I saying? Oh, Super Bowl. Yeah, that thing happened. Um... Just gonna wait and see if he interrupts again. Nope, cool, cool, cool. Yes, the AFC Titans, the Kansas City Chiefs faced off against the Philadelphia Eagles, the birds of the A- NFC East. Um, without spoiling it, without talking about the score just yet. Um, do you want to give me your kind of big impressions from the game? Who was, who stood out for the most part?
1: Um, I'd honestly say nobody really stood out because everybody was impressive. Okay. Uh,
0: A good reason to not stand out then.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The only, I want to say something specific, but it just it just sort of like spoils who won and everything. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Um,
0: for me, I think we all knew that Travis Kelsey coming into this game would have a big one. Um, and I say it was it was a, a quite a good kind of connection between them. He was always there um, when when was needed the most. In terms of the Eagles, Devonta Smith was incredible. AJ Brown was awesome. Dallas Goddard was awesome. Um, their running game was was fantastic. I mean, just in terms of purely those uh you know, those quarterback sneaks don't think they missed a single quarterback sneak all season. I think they missed one maybe. Uh, and in this game they just used it to their complete advantage. Um, converting so many third downs. Um, I guess. I guess we move into
1: spoiler territory then. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I have just thought of some, like the only thing that I was going to say was Mahomes yet again took a bit of a blow for the you know yep. ankle injury, but it didn't seem to slow him down at all. No, no. Even um, like after it happened, did a fucking like uh, was that the twenty six yard run he did?
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mental scenes mental scenes he actually rushed six times for 44 yeah. yards in total which given he had a bum ankle and then it got hit on just before the the time sort of thing um that was awesome i say and yeah, then
1: yeah he has a better rushing average this game than their actual first rusher
0: did, are, you, are you good are you stuffing your mouth while we're recording
1: I have some gum in my mouth. I moved it to my teeth. Did it make me sound weird?
0: Yeah. Sorry. It, it literally sounded like you
1: had a gumball in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, I did have it in my cheek. <laughs> it was on my teeth and I moved it out of the way cause, so I could speak. Sorry, I'll say that again. Yeah. Mahomes Holmes even has a better average rushing yard than their first running back.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Isaiah Pacheco... Had that, uh, that great moment. Um, yeah, so it was a great game. I'm just going to go through the scoring. Started off pretty well. Uh, Chiefs and Eagles touchdowns in their first possessions. couple of uh, slowed down a little bit. Second quarter was dominated by the Eagles mostly. Um, at this point, yeah, uh, the, the Kansas City Chiefs had... Uh, been rolled up on. Um, did did Chad Henny come into the game at all? I don't think he did. No, no, no. So they kept him on it.
1: Um, second we, half. We did.
0: We did predict that.
1: We said ages ago when it, when everybody was saying anything is possible. we were like, yeah, of course anything is possible, including sitting him up, having him on the bench the entire mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I'm not surprised that Mahomes didn't give up his spot for any part of the game. Um, I was kind of surprised we didn't see him come out for like a couple of kneel downs or something like that. Um, third quarter, pretty long drives from both teams. Um, and then an incredibly tense fourth quarter where they went into the final few minutes tied at, I think it was like five minutes, six, six minutes to go or something like that. They went into that final tied at thirty-five, thirty-five. Kansas City has possession and an amazing bit of like... Uh, clock just management. Clock management um, and just selfish, selflessness... Um, by Jarek McKinnon, to kneel down or stop his run on the second uh, on the two yard line, um, yeah. to then ne- allow Patrick Mahomes to kneel down, Harrison Butker t- to kick a twenty-seven yard field goal to go
1: up thirty-eight thirty-five, and. There was eight seconds to go after that, yeah. and that's on kickoff. So like they took time off as they were returning it as well. Yeah. So I think the final, the final, final play. Yeah. Whether Eagles got to snap it, they had four seconds.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it was Jalen Hurts threw it incomplete deep downfield, um, but it didn't even reach the end zone. So it wouldn't. It would have been a lot to do anyway.
1: Um, yeah. So. After watching this, two, two things on those like main points, obviously listen to the, the Kelsey's podcast mm-hmm. after that. Uh, firstly, Travis jokes that he said he would not have done what McKinnon would have done. He would have got swept up in the moment and still gone in for the touchdown. Yeah. And Jason said that when Hurts threw that pass, he accidentally stood on Jason's foot as he threw it. That's why it didn't go as far as it should have. Wait, Jalen abs- accidentally stood on Jason's foot or Jason
0: accidentally stood on Jalen's he... foot?
1: No no no. Jalen accidentally stood on Jason's. Oh god. So he obviously didn't get like his foot into, you know, get yeah. the grip and, Uh That's kinda of funny. That's kinda yeah. funny. Even even if like nothing happened and that pass made it, yeah. I don't think it was the amount of, like defenders they had around. I don't yeah. think that was going in for a TD at all. Well,
0: that's the thing. Like you know, you could see what the Eagles had to do to win that, and the uh, the Chiefs responded by blitzing nobody. Literally, there was no pressure on Jalen Hurts to for time at all in that, um, and all he had to do was wing it upfield.
1: It's also the smartest thing to do against that type of quarterback. Who, yeah, he's still decent at throwing it, but their main thing, and even in this game, they were amazing in the run game.
0: Yeah, and the good if thing you're is going to take that off him. Yeah, absolutely. And the good thing is, is that you know they didn't do a, a Cowboys and put like Dallas Goddard under send like as the the snapper to do a zero <laughs> pressure like two people blitz the quarterback and he throws it to nobody in the middle of the centre. Like, at least they didn't go out like idiots. Um, yeah. Yeah. But no, I think this was one of, if not the most exciting Super Bowl of recent memory for me. Um, yeah,
1: 100% feel the same.
0: The The only thing I'm a little bit disappointed about is the, the defensive players that we've been kind of hyping up for a while... Darius Slay, Fetcher Cox, Chris Jones—those kind of goes were a bit quiet. Um, in this sort of game, like there wasn't, there didn't seem to be a lot of major defensive plays for me. There was a few, like there was tackles and assists and all that kind of stuff, but there was no like game stopping defensive play. Um, but as I say it was a free flowing offensive game, um, I, which as I say I just really enjoyed that. Um,
1: uh, yeah, I mean, the biggest defensive thing to me in the entire game mm-hmm. was um, the Eagles' mistake, which had Bolton mm-hmm. recovering the fumble and taking it in for a touchdown. Yeah. If he hadn't have done that, what, it would have been a 17-point lead by the Eagles yep. at, at the second half. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: Um, and then we should talk about the last defensive thing that happened, um, where Eagles—I uh, can't remember the player's name—held on, uh, got the holding penalty, which gave the Chiefs fresh set of downs, which then allowed the Jerick McKinnon. Um, yeah, it, it run. was
1: James Bradbury, wasn't it?
0: Bradbury, yeah. that was it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Lapse in judgment, and a lot of people, a lot of people were angry about it online. Um, first of all what's your opinion out of it and then you know considering what had happened in the game already do you think it was a fair penalty
1: I don't know how fair it was Mm -hmm. but I think the game was like heading to it already headed too far in a certain direction I don't think it would have made a difference okay um, the only thing is it the, the hold was on Juju,
0: yeah,
1: who I think may have hyped it up a bit more than it was to mm-hmm. influence the decision.
0: Okay, that's fair. that's fair. Um my thing is is for most of the game, there was a very let it play, let and play kind of mentality. There wasn't a hell of a lot of penalties, to my knowledge. Um, You know, there was three by Kansas City, six by Philadelphia. Um, So there didn't seem to be a lot. Like, the refs decided not to take the the kind of place at that point. But I do believe a penalty should be called when a penalty is clear. Um, And that was a hold. Everybody on the Chiefs organisation has said they think it's a hold as well. Um, so there's no denying that. It's just, I understand where people are coming from. I understand that, you know, the last, I mean, if, if say, if Herrick and Butker had got that, the the Eagles would have been given maybe a minute or two to get an offensive drive to go in, to kind of equal it up at least. Um, I don't... I think you're right that the game had got... The momentum at least swung in Casey's direction um, to the point where the penalty just finished the game off for him. Um, And as I say, I understand why people would be angry about a, a game being decided by a penalty, but I just think, you know, in such a critical moment to have ignored it and the game swung the other direction, people would be equally angry about that. So you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, to be honest.
1: Yeah. And to be fair, it's the Super Bowl. Yep. There's going to be people that are going to find something to complain about. Yeah, be absolutely. like, if, if you weren't to call that, or you should have called that, that could have turned our way and we could have won. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Mm, could have, would
0: have. Yeah, absolutely. If the officiating hadn't have allowed this in the first second of the game, we would have won the game. It's like, mm, no. Um, but yeah, I think overall it was a, a good... A good game, a, you know, a reasonably well officiated game. I think both teams, either team, had deserved to win it at that point. And I say they played both played their hearts out. Um, yeah, I, I, I just loved, like, especially like the end when you saw like loads of reactions. There's one thing I've got to pull up though, in in Travis Kelsey yelling at cameras and yelling at mics and whatnot. He goes on this rant of like nobody gave us a chance. Everybody had written us off, and I was like, "Who are these people you're talking about?" Because I don't believe that anybody had written the Chiefs off. Like, if somebody had written the Chiefs off, at what point did they have to eat humble pie? And at what point, you know, when they got to the Super Bowl, was it still affecting them? Like, they had a fourteen and three season in the regular season gone through all of the playoff rounds got the number one seed, gone through the playoffs all that kind of stuff, got to the championship game at what point do you stop believing that sort of stuff? Because I'm not being funny if you complain about people writing you off and you're one of two teams in the Super Bowl what 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 did you
1: expect to happen at that point? So I think the reasoning behind that is their last Super Bowl appearance mm-hmm. and how you know, fucked over they got
0: yeah, completely different team mentality. Like they had addressed O line issues. They had, you know, they'd traded. Like I say, they'd gone from a completely different uh, wide receiver structure where it wasn't reliant as it was on Tyreek Hill, and they had like three major talents added that had proved themselves. I just if you're if you're complaining about people writing you off because of a poor offence in a what was a great Tampa Bay Buccaneers defence year. I don't I say I am I'm, I'm not that the pieces aren't there for me. The pieces just aren't there for me to accept that statement. Fair. So I, that's the only thing I, I have to complain about. Um halftime
1: show. Did you enjoy a bit of Rihanna? Did you enjoy a bit of RiRi? Yeah, I did. Uh on her Super Mario Super Smash Bros. <laughs> stadium, whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It, w- it was enjoyable. I uh, realized that I n- know quite a, f- a lot more Rihanna songs than I realized. Oh, proud of you. Or at least songs you know where she's featured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I I could not help laughing at the memes of uh, is it all all of the lights when she was singing that. And it was like a picture of like Kanye just sat on a couch yeah. drinking a beer. It's like <laughs> Kanye whilst Rihanna sings all of the lines
0: She 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 sung quite a lot of songs that had cameos by rappers and stuff like that. I think the I think the thing that stuck out to a lot of people the most is she had no cameos. Like none at all. Like yeah, everybody yeah. was like okay, we know Rihanna's going to be here. Who's it going to be with? Everybody was saying Tom Holland was going to appear, which I thought was hilarious and would have been awesome if it had happened. Um, but In I think that's... a
1: specific outfit as well. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but as I say, I, I think it's like, it just goes to show how, like, how kind of somewhat predictable people think it, the Super Bowl show is. Because it's like, oh, you know, we don't care about the actual person who's gonna be the surprise guest. Now it's
1: like, no, nah. yeah, yeah. Nah. I did, I did think that a bit, but that the entire thing was who's yeah. the guest gonna be when it's like, shut up, I'm listening to Rihanna. Mm. Absolutely, and that's how it happened at our Super Bowl party. It's like
0: every, like I was just like, I, I say I'm not the biggest Rihanna fan, um, uh, but I sat there and enjoyed it, I enjoyed the spectacle of it, um. Enjoyed people waggling their torsos for no real reason whatsoever. But the couple of other people I was with were just like, oh, who's going to be guests? Oh, this is it. This is Here comes Jay-Z. We know he's at the Super Bowl. and they going to bring out this person? Here comes Tom Holland. It's like, hmm.
1: okay. The only person who I knew was at the Super Bowl as Celebrity Wise, and I thought, oh, they'd be funny to be on there, but they have no relation to like uh, Rihanna in any way. Not even like as small as... Tom Holland doing that dance to a like lip sync dance to a song. Was, yeah. uh, I knew that Paul Rudd was there because he's a Chiefs fan. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. See, when you said Paul, I thought you were gonna bring up the fact that Paul McCartney was there. I was like, that'd have been hilarious <laughs> as well. I could absolutely see former Beatle Paul McCartney just st- strutting onto that stage with a bass guitar for no reason.
1: I thought you were gonna say like strutting onto the stage and one of the like backup dancers <laughs> has to like help him back to his seat. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> Oh, fantastic!
1: Turn that damn noise down. <laughs> yeah. but th- there was a lot of people in the fu- the stadium when it head yeah. over, who- and it was just like, "Oh, they're here for a Rihanna concert, not the Super Bowl." <laughs> that was it. Like talking I of think this the Dell of was thing. there and stuff. <laughs> did you did you hear <laughs> did you about couldn't... Andy Reid's
0: uh, policy?
1: Oh, if you're gonna sneak out and go watch the halftime show.
0: You Just can, go home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he said vehemently, if anybody watched the Rihanna concert, they were going to get benched.
1: Yeah.
0: Which is... I, I respect it. I kind of respect it. He's like, your head's got to be in the game the whole time. And I'd say it was it was a, a very close game. Like, they could afford no distractions um, for a lot of this. So, and say those halftime presses like are really important for getting everybody on the same page, actually having open dialogue and all that. So I, I kind of respect it from Andy Reid. Pardon me? I think that's the way it should should be. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Got a command respecting that locker room yeah. and, and make sure that everybody is, is paying attention to what needs to be said.
1: Um, I think he also told them all to ignore the um, big game system that had Murray over it. And you could see that the Twitch was ready go- to go.
0: <laughs> oh man. Um Yeah, so should we should we bring up that story about performing nuts and Drugs, do you think? Like, it's not a real story because it's it's so believable but not real. Yeah, go for it. So just after the game, I think it was like I woke up at like ten AM or something like that, and you'd send me a message, and it was like um, the 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 result of the game was being suspended because there was investigation around Mahomes and how he'd failed a drug test immediately after the game, um, and the suspicion was that the reason he came out so hot um, after the the, the time was that he'd been dosed up with painkillers and performance enhancing drugs. And all that kind of stuff. Because, I say, he did look very... Like, as if nothing had happened uh, after the halftime show. Um I say, he limped off the pitch to go into the locker room and then came out almost at full pelt. Um, and then played the rest of the game as if nothing had happened. So when I read that story, I was like, this makes a lot of sense, actually. You know? Yeah but i'd be very gutted if i was any fan of the super bowl like any fan of nfl and this was how you know the chiefs were going to lose their second super bowl in 5 years or whatever it was um
1: yeah cuz even if like even if you were to win yeah because that, that that's not a exciting way to win to win through default no absolutely and the thing is i say
0: like either team deserves to win it at this point and then, very, very quickly, that story was debunked because apparently the Twitter user paid for Twitter Blue, stolen the picture of like a generic white man off of, uh, off of Google Images, and just posted that out at the right time that it just gained a lot of traction, and it was apparently the whole thing was just completely falsified by just a a just a random twitter page
1: yeah it was just somebody being a rascal <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah somebody just being a rascal and it gained traction like yeah i just i saw about four or five articles about it and mm-hmm. then like i was like i've heard nothing about it you'd have thought this would have been major news you know what's
1: going on check yeah, google it the thing is nobody's paying attention to who's think everybody That's... just sees the blue tick yeah. next to
0: it yeah 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 So, yeah, I say I see it gain traction. I was like, then, like, suddenly, like, ten hours later, nobody's paying attention to it. Nobody's like, what the hell's happened to this story? And they go, they must have, it must have been this and that and the other. I was like, ah, oh. Googled it. It's like, oh, yeah, this story instantly debunked because people just looked at, like, reverse Google image searched the picture or something like that. It's like, <laughs> this is fucking hilarious. Pure
1: comedy. Well done. Ten out of ten troll. Um awesome. <laughs> he tracked about the i p. address to a home of a hertz comma Jalen <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh you know listed at a property owned by Purdy comma Brock
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no that was I say that was fantastic um yeah. fantastic beta trolling. Um, and, and and as I say, like had a nugget of like believability because he did come out looking hot. So, <coughs> yeah, because yeah. when it
1: first happened, he literally went on, onto the bench and looked like he was screaming in mm-hmm. pain. You would not expect anybody to continue playing, let alone play well enough to beat this team who would or put 17 points past you almost easily in yeah. the first half. Yeah. Um, one thing I, I did want to mention about this game, though, as well, is big fucking props to... T- to be fair, they've been good all season. Big fucking props to both teams' O-lines. Chiefs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. O-line, zero sacks. I'm pretty sure two, maybe three, or the entire O-line, possibly. We're all wearing shirts that just said zero sacks at the end yeah. of the game. Yeah. Uh, I know that Jalen got sacked twice, but... Their, their O line still extremely. Oh, absolutely,
0: impressive. absolutely. Considering you know the amount of sacks we've seen for the likes of like the Chicago Bears, um, yeah. you
1: know the well not, well, not even on, on the sacks front. In order to have a quarterback like Hurts, who yep. can, you know would run the ball, you need to be able to open up the holes. absolutely, hundred percent. O line can yeah. do that.
0: Yeah, and that's that's the thing, in and vitally important in those QB sneaks you know the QB sneaks that effectively could have won them the game on its own mm. um so yeah mad props to to both o lines um yeah I, I say i just think that, that there's not a lot of this game that i didn't think both teams deserved to be there like there was nothing on there that said to me like you know this team lucked their way into the the playoffs and all that kind of stuff and i say like yeah, the no, amount no, both, of mean pages... yeah exactly but both like both of these teams were trolled by meme pages. Like, oh, the Philadelphia Eagles won to this team, beat this team, like, oh, they beat a team that, like, you know, just had to get rid of their main quarterback and, you know, they got to they got to the championship game and beat Mr. Irrelevant and the fourth string QB to get there. It's like, shut up. At the end of the day, just, like, shut up. If your team it go if any team in the nfl goes 14 and 3 they deserve to get to somewhere close to the super bowl because that is an impressive goddamn record like <coughs> 17 weeks of pure athleticism no hold no you know no letting up no you know disrespect or anything like that like they deserve to be there regardless of you know what dummy team you say they beat to get to the playoffs like just shut up
1: yeah, and, and the, th- the thing is as well with them being like, oh, they meet, beat Mr. Irrelevant. Right, so what? He's on the 49ers' offense. Mm-hmm. The whole point of that game is that the 49ers have the best defense in the league yeah. and the Eagles still put 31 points past them. Yeah, yeah. And I don't it- think even with a healthy purdy the 49ers were putting... Thirty-two points past the Eagles' defense. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure they wouldn't have. I'm definitely sure they would have made it a closer game. But let's not oh, forget yeah, closer, this is
0: but... Mr. Irrelevant that won like seven games in a row. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was undefeated until this point. Literally, the only th- the, the the most important thing that stopped him being eight zero going into the Super Bowl was the fact that he got a UCL injury. You know, he literally couldn't grip the ball, throw the ball. Like, that's how you beat a team. Like, that's how you had to beat that team. So, let's let's say, let's leave this all to the dirt. Like, you know, bringing Mr. Irrelevant into it is, like, completely obnoxious. Um, but, yeah, I'd say, yeah. like, both of these teams had every right to be at this. And, I would say, I don't think there was a better team. There may have been more complete rosters. I mean, I was on the... Um, Unpacked on Wednesday with uh, Fenners and Murph. And Fenners said, I think the only com- the more complete roster in the NFL was the Buffalo Bills, but half of them were injured um, yeah. going into, you know, week 13. So we can't um, even
1: count them. Even just in the regular season, these two teams are the. Uh, the top like number mm-hmm. position 1 and position 2 yep. of putting up the the most points in the NFL this season. Yeah. So it's not as if they deserve didn't deserve to be there. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, so I say I just think I think sometimes NFL dumbs are so as re- uh, NFL dumbs. Yeah. NFL fans <laughs> can be so dumb in terms of being so reactionary. It's like yeah. Ah, oh, you know, somebody tweeted this image of the, the 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 Chiefs and Eagles run to the Super Bowl and it's like, well they that's an easy team to beat. That's an easy team to beat. That's an easy team to be and I'm not being funny. Yeah. The easy teams to beat this year. Who who were <laughs> yeah. the easy teams to beat this year? Because previously it had been the likes of like the Broncos it had been the Colts, the Panthers, but even some of them still had some fight. The Panthers could have been in the playoffs,
1: yeah,
0: because they had like they had to just win two games to get to the playoffs. Like, let's not even bring up.
1: There yeah. and the thing is, it's the NFL. Shit just happens sometimes. Like the last year's Super Bowl winners. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking at them, it was in like the amount of points put up. They are bottom six. Yeah. In the entire NFL.
0: Yeah. So there is no there are no dummy teams each year. There are no gimme teams each year. You know, there are teams that will be consistent in low standings for a while, but there are no gimme teams. And even so, to go seventeen weeks of the regular season and, and one rest week, only one rest week, full rest week, of just being on the pitch, being athletic as fuck, going from there. Like, you know, it, I just don't get. I just don't get some people's complaints. Just do not get some people's complaints. Um, the thing is,
1: though, I think me and you have a uh, decent outside view on like these types of things mm-hmm. because though most of the people who like complain about this are people who born, raised, and live their entire life in that place, and are just die-hard that-team fans. Yeah, 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 that's fair. Where I get we're, you know, well, well you're a big fan of your team, because mm-hmm. you have that team, but you're not, you're not from that, you've not consistently grown up in that environment where everybody else around you is, go hey, okay, there's a lot of people who are around you who go packers, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, you're not growing up in that environment where it's a daily thing. But I also think even,
0: even their territory, like, reasonable sports fans, reasonable fans of a team can go, well, we fucking sucked this year, we had no right to be there, they were better, let them go have their fun sort of thing. Like,
1: yeah.
0: a, a lot of Packers fans, and I say, like, non-idiotic Packers fans at least, will say, we fucking sucked this season. Like, the Packers genuinely did not have, like, they had a roller coaster of, of, of inconsistency um, to the point where we had no idea whether they deserved to be or
1: would even last more than a week if we got to the playoffs. Yeah. So... The, the one thing you got to remember is 50% of the people on this planet are stupider than you. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. Uh, yeah, I would. Um, okay. So there's a lot of fucking people to complain. A lot of people that have access to Twitter who probably shouldn't.
0: I mean, are we? Uh, is this a generalisation? Like, are we talking about, like, every person is, you know, in the 50%? Or, you know, because I don't think there's 50% of people smarter than Stephen Hawking.
1: I don't know. I just know it's a saying. Mm. Okay. It's okay. It's, yeah, it's just like a generalisation type thing. It's not an <laughs> actual stat. Um, also, I just remembered as well. You, with you bringing up the Travis Kelsey thing, you know yep. about him saying people are thinking they're okay. Oh,
0: yep. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <clears throat> I actually remember reading something about um, even Chiefs fans believing because they got rid of Tyreek Hill that they were going into a rebuild the, yeah, this yep. year this year. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I completely get where you're coming from. Like by, by week eight, you should be like. Okay. Yeah. No. 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 Because even we were like, oh yeah, yeah. No, the the Seahawks aren't in a rebuild year. Anyway, they're fucking going for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a lot easier to see that the Chiefs were going for it. Well, I think by week three, people just go, oh yes, yeah, the
0: Kansas City Chiefs was Andy need yeah. and Patrick Mahomes still. Like, if if anybody, I say, I I, I just he got I, rid of one deep threat and yeah. I four more. Don't don't get me wrong. I would say Tyreek Hill is a special form of wide receiver. Like, he is a game-changer. You cannot replace Tyreek Hill. You could do your best to make sure that, the, the you know, the, the threat is mitigated. And the Chiefs done that bloody well by getting in three, you know, top-tier and let down by their previous organization, wide receivers. Juju from the Steelers, MVS from the, the Packers, and um Kadarius Tony from the Giants. You know, those are three great t- great guys that were just kind of discarded or allowed to, to go for pretty much nothing by a previous franchise. You know, so let's not even let's not even go down that route. So what they've done is they've replaced a guy that, you know. Can get open in the most unopen situations with three guys that provide a great threat that you cannot double team a single one of them, for the fact of leaving another one empty, like yeah, it's just not a possible. Like this chief, the chief's done probably one of the smartest quote unquote rebuilds of of modern football.
1: Yeah, I think that their their sort of thing has been all right. Let's not wait, aim for one. Standout player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Same for three good, reliable players. Absolutely, hundred percent. And they nailed it, it. Works.
0: They nailed it. My only regret, uh, my, my my only disappointment is that uh, my boy MVS didn't get a single reception in this game. No, I didn't. He um, got, a, yeah, one, got target, one target. One target. That's it. Um, disappointed by that disappointed by that. I I thought after his championship performance he deserved a little bit more attention.
1: I was going to say, do you you think that's why he wasn't targeted that much because of his championship performance that they may have, like the Eagles defence may have been, okay this is the guy we're concentrating on.
0: Could have been, it could have been but I think if you're realistically scheming a defence to go against this team, your focus isn't going to be on the wide receivers. Um... You know, your focus is going to be on those tight ends, those like mid to deep routes on the tight end. Um, And then just kind of go single coverage on the rest of them. Um, You know, if they could have shut down Travis Kelsey more, then potentially we would have seen it being spread around uh, to other players. But I just think, yeah, with six receptions for Kelsey, seven for Smith-Fuster, you know, it's kind of... You kind of were going to be screwed whoever you tried to cover. Yeah. So, yeah. <coughs> but yeah, I'd say I'm, I'm really looking forward to...
1: And I think as well, just looking at those stats, that shows how reliable the actual receivers are as well. Out of all mm. 25, yeah. there's only four that didn't make it to the actual receiver.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. But I say, I'm really looking forward to seeing how both of these teams progress. I think a lot of the, a lot of the talent will be wanting to come back, um, try and do a run it back scenario. Um, yeah. and I genuinely don't think that either of these teams are going to do a Rams. Uh, but again, Rams was due to injuries. A lot of the, the 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 Rams players ended the season injured, so you can't even blame them for being that downturn situation. But yeah, I think both of these teams are going to come back strong in the 2023-24 season. So we could be looking at a very similar uh, prediction run for for the next
1: Super Bowl. Other than injuries, the only thing that I can say to me was different about the Rams Mm -hmm. than these two teams is these two teams have, and I'm pretty sure will still have next season, multiple stars on each side of the field. Whereas like we've discussed this before so one of the big things about the Rams defence was the fact that it was <clears throat> Aaron Donald and Von Mil- Miller mm-hmm. pushing in so you had two to mark and couldn't mark them both mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. one would get through Yeah. when it was just Aaron Donald they were able to shut him down a bit more and then they also had on the offensive side Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. yeah. only had Cooper Cup who yet I get got injured yeah. uh, in the season but if you've only got that one Standout receiver, you're gonna kind of double, triple mark him. Yeah, and he's yeah. not gonna be as, as effective. Still effective, but not as effective. Yeah,
0: absolutely, hundred percent. Um, yeah, and the thing is, I think the, the another major difference between these two teams and the Rams is that the Rams never have draft picks, so they can't cultivate young talent. So they're always going to go out yeah. and get people in free agency. They're always gonna play off, pay off. So many people, so their cap situation's awful, their draft situation's awful. Both of these teams are incredibly smart with their with their trades, with their draft picks. I mean, as I said, let's talk about one of the major draft picks out of these two teams, Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah, draft pick for the Kansas City Chiefs. Turned out fucking excellent,
1: Yeah.
0: You know. And then
1: um, Skymore didn't have a great yeah. start to the season, but yeah. he he's picking up.
0: Oh, absolutely, 100%. And we'll an definitely, we'll definitely have an amazing year too. Absolutely, hundred um, percent. So yeah, I think this, this is. I think these two teams, as long as they can keep the coaching staff to a reasonable level um, and keep their players fit and healthy, are going to be trouble for a lot of years to come. Yeah, I'm just
1: having a quick look now. Go on. Um, yeah, both. Teams have first round picks. Mm-hmm. Eagles actually have two first round picks. Yeah. So, yeah, they'll they'll get some.
0: Yeah, cuz they got the Dolphins pick for trading Tyreek. Wait, what? Didn't they get the didn't they get a 2023 draw, first round pick for the, trading Tyreek? The Eagles? No, sorry. I thought you said the Chiefs.
1: No, no. Chiefs just have the 31st pick.
0: okay. Maybe they have got a couple of seconds. Uh, uh.
1: Eagles have thirtieth and tenth. Thirtieth and tenth.
0: Wonder who they got that pick from the Probably the Rams.
1: Yeah, it usually says who it was by but so yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah that they're, they're and also as well, like these are two good franchises yeah. for young talent to come into. Mm-hmm. Oh god yeah. I'd say that they both have like amazing coaching stuff around them. Eagles probably still do, but <laughs> two of their biggest coaches have just left for yeah, yeah, yeah. Their coaching jobs somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, right!
0: Yeah, fantastic! I'm excited to see what they do next. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, should we talk about what else we're excited for? Um, sure. Cheese i mm, not that big on cheese. No, I'm not really either. I don't know why cheese was the first thing that came to my head. Um, the XFL. the XFL. We are recording this, by the way, on Friday the 17th of February. <coughs> um, and on Saturday the 18th, the first two games of the XFL kicks off. If you're not Oh, it starts tomorrow. It says tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, shit. I thought we had like, another week
0: or nope. something. No, it literally starts Saturday the 18th. Um Fuck. tomorrow, first game kicks off 3 p.m. ET for the American viewers, which is 8 p.m. here in the United of Kingdoms. Um, yeah, the XFL is oh, let me just try and find the page that I was on to show the divide. OK, I can't find it. Can you show me the teams? No, you can't. Okay, fantastic. Please, please cut this. Um, no, that's on page one. About. It's about page. Yes, there we go. Fantastic, I found it. So, if you are unfamiliar with the XFL, there are two divisions. There is the North and the South division. The North is the DC Defenders, based in Washington. The Seattle Sea Dragons, based obviously in Seattle. Uh, the St. Louis Battle Hawks, based in former Rams City, the St. Louis, uh, and the Vegas Viking, uh, the Vegas Vipers. And Viking. I know, right? I almost fucked that up. And then the South is pretty much Texas. Um, is, is say you look at the map of where these teams are the north is just like pretty over all over the place like you got the dc defenders over on the east you've got st louis you know almost in the middle and then you got vegas and the seattle over in the west sort of thing Yeah. and then you look it? at the south divisions and there three of them are in texas and one's over in florida so
1: what is it it's um
0: Renegades you've got the Arlington Renegades, the Houston Roughnecks, the San Antonio Brahms, Brahmas, 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 and the Orlando Guardians. So I highly encourage anybody to look at the map and just laugh at the fact that you got four spread out teams and then Texas. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so the schedule is going to be forty three games, which is 40 regular season games, two playoff games, one championship game. Um, it's it's quite exciting. Um, obviously, the XFL started by uh, WWE CEO, whatever his name was or owner, Vince McMahon, taken over, tried to start again back in 2019 or 2020, and then obviously COVID stalled that. I believe there was a yeah, there was a 2022 XFL season. We said we were going to watch it. We had nowhere to watch it. Um,
1: was there a season? I thought it just completely died because of COVID.
0: No, the I know there was a USFL season last year that we said we were going to watch. I think there was an XFL season last year. I don't year. think there
1: was an XFL. I think it was just USFL. Okay,
0: fair enough. I'm I'm just an idiot then. Um, but yeah. It's coming back, and the reason we're so excited about this one more than the USFL is we know where to watch this, uh, or we think we know where to watch this, because <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we were it's talking cool. before starting the podcast, and The, the Rock came out as he's like one of the part owners sort of thing, then you have Danny Garcia, who's the the top dog in uh, in the this kind of arena. And Dwayne Johnson came out and said, oh, you know, I'm continuing my, my successful partnership with Disney and doing this, and Disney has the broadcasting rights to the games. But I can't see anywhere on Disney Plus that says, here, you need to click here to watch the XFL. Um, and apparently that Disney has the rights to most, if not all of the outside of America um, broadcasting of the XFL. I can see that people are saying that e s p n accounts and whatnot can get the seasons, which is great, but I don't have an account for that, so I might not be I might sign up for an account if there's nowhere else to watch these games um yeah. but yeah, it, everywhere is saying you know Disney have it, Disney have it, but there's nowhere on Disney that I can see it happening, so I might not end up watching it, and we <laughs> it might be hilariously recorded that I have to redact a lot of this. And talk about it next week and go, yeah, by 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 the way, you know that XLFO thing we were excited about? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm 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 looking I say I've spent the better part of an hour today looking at the rules, looking at the teams, looking at that. And I say we're we're gonna talk about the schedule in a minute. Um but so I'm excited to go into a season where I don't know who's good. Just
1: looking into it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The inaugural season was 2020, which is when Vince McMahon and, uh, had it because he, he got it. I don't know if he acquired it or something in 2001. Mm-hmm. So he had a, had a season in 2020 and only played five weeks and then ended because of the COVID 19.
0: There we go. Okay.
1: Then they filed for bankruptcy. And then in August 2020, Dwayne, The Rock Johnson. Uh, along with Danny Garcia, purchased the XFL for $15 million. That doesn't seem a lot for an entire franchise. So that's
0: not correct because the XFL started in 2001 Mm -hmm. um, with a guy called Dick Erbisle and Vince McMahon coming together for it. It was ultimately a failure because it was just so inconsistent, this and the other. It came back in uh, 2019, 2020. Yeah,
1: it it, it says that it was founded in 2001, but it it didn't seem to say anything about an actual season or anything. So that's probably where it's been just, oh, we'll we'll play some games now because people are available.
0: Yeah, 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 that's fair. Um, I think they tried to bring it back for that. So they had like a relaunch and obviously COVID got involved. And then Vince McMahon had his whole, you know, being an absolute scum of the earth sort of thing. So then they brought in the Rock, so they could have like a bit of positive media frenzy about it. So yeah, so it's coming back. It's going to play hopefully a full season. Um, hopefully, you know, it's going to be another another thing to look forward to because obviously we don't have enough American football with just the NFL. Uh, the USFL might we might cover it. We might not. It Depends again if we can find a place to consistently yeah. streaming
1: it. it. USFL was the thing that we could literally only find highlights on YouTube but not somewhere else, somewhere to actually watch the games.
0: (coughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So again, it's one of those, if we can find where to consistently watch any of these games, we're going to watch these games sort of thing. So XFL is on our list, USFL potentially. um, And there's another thing I want to talk about, but we're going to finish XFL coverage first. Um, so, the rules of the XFL are very similar to that of the NFL, except there are some differences. Um, so, let's just <laughs> go through these and see what we think. So, we're going to talk about extra points first. So, there are tiered styles of extra points. So, teams will have three attempts. So, it seems like kickers are pretty much non
1: not Central. needed.
0: It, not even needed, except for kickoffs. offs um, So they will have three run or pass attempts options for extra points. And they choose where to do it. So from the two-yard line, if they convert, they get one point. From the five-yard line, it's two points. And from the ten-yard line, it's three points.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: The defense awarded same number of points for a touchdown. So I'm guessing if they throw an interception on one of these conversions and the defense runs it in for a score, the defense will then get the number of points that that team was vying for. So say they're on the 10-yard line, defense interception for a pick... What It would be a pick three at that point. So the yeah. defense would then be awarded three points.
1: Um, so that's a pretty interesting concept. Yeah. That's a bit like the USFL, um, except I think theirs is... Five-yard line and 15-yard line. Okay. Um, to change it from two to three points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that's it. Hmm.
0: Fantastic. Yeah, so we're seeing similarities there. Um. I mean, obviously, I'm kind of making a bit of a generalisation. It doesn't specifically say that you can't kick it through the uprights. But if we're looking at the situation and say I can't see um, what... What the situation is about because it doesn't say that you can kick it through the uprights. What do you think about the kicking situation in the XFL? Because obviously we've seen a lot of kickers in the NFL at the moment kicking, missing extra points. I mean, specifically, what, what the one that comes to mind is Brett Maher, uh, Brett Maher in the Cowboys game that you mm. know knocked them out. Are kickers becoming an irrelevant position, or is it just the XFL that's going? Like, well, we're just going to do this so you can watch exciting football all of the time.
1: I don't think they're becoming irrelevant, but I think in an effort to stand out and, like you said, yeah, exciting. Because the like, for example, last season when we both said, "Oh, the Raiders are going to win it, but it's going to be a fucking boring win because it's going to be a walk-off kick type thing." Yeah, it is boring. So it is more exciting to keep it on the ground. Yeah. So. I, I assume that that is just a big effort to make it, you know, stand out a lot more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I don't think they're becoming irrelevant. I, I think in in this, um, uh, all it'll mean is that the kicker is a, is not a specialized position. Yeah. It will be a, uh, oh, they are a wide receiver and the kicker. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Thing. Okay. Yeah, I respect that. I respect that. Ki- because, to be honest, to me, even in the NFL, I think it's too specialised in the fact that a punter and a kicker are two different people. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, 100%. Um, so the game clock,
0: let's talk about the game clock. The XFL will operate a 35-second play cock. <laughs> I was, was going to say, oh, it goes backwards.
1: <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yes. Anti-clockwise in this. <laughs> it counts up.
0: Uh, so it's going to oper- operate a 35-second playcock. Play cock play clock um as opposed to i think it's the nfl's 40 second Yeah, um, there you go um the clock will start following incomplete passes and out of bounds plays so typically so in the no... nfl there's no you know there's the you you run it out of bounds you throw it an incomplete pass the clock stops Um, and then the play clock will will go from there, sort of thing. It sounds like there's no stopping of the the game clock, sort of thing. Um, So there's, there's, you know, until it gets to the two-minute warning. Because the next sentence is, the clock will stop following first downs after the two-minute warning, which is interesting because that doesn't happen in the NFL. If the NFL, in the NFL, like... At any point, if you get a first down and it's a running play or an inside game, inside pass or inside the boundaries play, the first down doesn't stop the clock. So it sounds like it is going to here.
1: Mm-hmm. What do you think of that? Do you think it's going to be... It's just going to require a, a lot more specialised strategy. Yeah, yeah. Um, because the, there are those like certain plays that... you you specifically do to sort of waste time uh, Mm or drag the clock out yep if you're like winning before the two minute warning you're gonna have to do a lot more of those plays and then in well within the two minutes if it is after every first down it's a bit more chilled in it and i i guess as well i think one thing that might put people off you know nfl games as, as, as a whole especially here in the uk where it's weird yeah. times for us is how long it takes for a game yeah yeah because it's what's supposed to be technically an hour of gameplay but it lasts three hours yeah yeah so I, this also brings
0: up another thing is a, a complaint about the nfl that i hear a lot is that it's two stop start you know you, do, you see, run this play, have an ad break, run
1: that play, have an ad break, run this see, play, have an ad break. I don't care too much about the stop-start, mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. The only thing that annoys me is that watching it on TV, especially live, yeah. it is 50% adverts. Yeah, 100%. But I'm not talking about you,
0: because um, I know you like the NFL. I'm talking about people who don't like the NFL because it's too stop start. Do you think this is trying to advertise to them? Because it sounds like the games are going to be less stop-start in terms of a lot of the clock still runs. So if you want to get as much football as possible and try and get as much opportunities to get to the end zone, you're going to have to run very quick offences. Do you think it's an attempt to go for that?
1: I think so, yeah. Because this will be... Whereas like in normal NFL games... It it is. Oh, you know they've made a play. I'll you know I'll go quickly get a drink or I'll go for a wee or something yeah, like that. Yeah. This you go do that. You come back and they what happened? Yeah. Yeah. You've missed something. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I, I guess that is another form of branching out to people who are already not already invested into that this type of yeah, a sport yeah. because of that.
0: Yeah, because as I say, like uh, a friend of mine, um, who I I'm just a really close friend I work with. Um, his major complaint about the NFL is that it's two stop start. So I'm yeah. thinking it's trying to cater to this kind of audience who prefers what Americans call soccer. Um, you know where it's a continuous forty five minutes of play, a break, yeah. and then a continuous forty five minutes of play. Maybe it's trying to advertise to those sort of uh, those sort yeah, of. Yeah, I'll,
1: I'll I'll admit, growing up playing rugby, that was a complaint that I had about, um, what well, a thing about American football, mm-hmm. like what. Well, how how can you be tired if you're having a thirty second break after every single play? Mm-hmm. When, mm, rugby it's forty minutes each way, and you're just constantly moving. Yeah. Because and you're also not separated into offense and defense. That was a thing when I was younger. I I get it now because it's a lot. Uh, it's a lot more tactical than yeah. I realized back then. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But it's also those five minutes are the most amount of effort you put into those sorry oh, yeah, things, yeah. five 100%. seconds that five second play is the most amount of effort you'll put into everything whereas a lot of rugby in my view at least is tactical this that, and the other i'm just going to be tactically slow the game down and then burst whereas yeah, these yeah. are five second burst all out energy all out this 30 seconds trying to try and recover for the next five minutes five seconds of all that burst um, well,
1: I, I know a lot. I know a lot of rugby, like in in that regard, especially the bigger players is centered around the um, <clears throat> substitutions. Mm-hmm. But obviously, you don't need to do that in this because it's separated into an offence and defensive yeah. side. Obviously, if somebody is fucking knackered, you still do it. But yeah, yeah, absolutely, fantastic.
0: So, um, on kickoff, you have three options. Uh, you have the option to just kick it off normally. You have the option to try the traditional onside kick um, at any time during the game uh, to try and keep the ball if you need to press the offence. Or, in the fourth quarter, and the fourth quarter only, you can instead go for a fourth and 15 from your own 25-yard line. Now, this was tried out in last year's Pro Bowl,
1: and I hated it. So, wait, so... So, if you scored a touchdown... Yep. You can keep the ball. Yep. If from the twenty-five yard line, yep. you make it to your forty. Yep. But then, if you don't make it, what happens then?
0: Turnover D- right then there, right there where. Turn turnover. turn over
1: at your twenty-five. Yep. Okay, I kind of get that. That's a bit like, oh, we you know, it's high risk, high reward type yeah, thing. I, get, I guess yeah. it's kind of like, ooh. The theatre of it all. Yeah. As my
0: monocle falls out. (laughs) The thing is, if you are down by 14 points going into the fourth quarter, a loss is a loss. You're either going to lose by 40 or you're going to try and win by seven. You know what I mean? So I absolutely understand making it a fourth quarter thing because the fourth quarter can be so damn exciting if this goes tits up. So I can absolutely see this pardon me, being a bit of an excitement builder. Um, I want to see how it goes. I want to see how many teams actually elect to go for this kind of, this big high-risk, high-reward conversion. Yeah. Um, yeah, because
1: I, I guess, like, we even saw it in the Super Bowl, one of the things of, if, <coughs> if um, McKinnon would have scored that TD, yeah. there would have been more time on the Eagles side, because you know once they've scored, you've, you're you definitely getting it back. Yeah. Even if it's an onside kick, how, how much does that actually fucking work? Yeah. Um, you're definitely getting back, and you're gonna have a chance at winning mm-hmm. this. It yeah, if it if it pays off, mm-hmm. you're either completely cutting them down to the last few seconds of play, or yep. yeah, it's yeah
0: um, yeah absolutely. So in in an the game alternative game universe where the, the the holding flag didn't happen, they threw a touchdown into the end zone. You know, you're thinking the Eagles are gonna get the the ball back with one minute left on the clock. But no, the Chiefs suddenly go for a 4th and 15 at the 25-yard line and dump off to Kelsey. He gets 16 yards. Game's over. Game's over. And that's a much more kind of exciting fashion, I think, to end a game um, and go from there. So it could well work out for the better for some teams. could well work out for the worse uh, in some scenarios. But yeah i'm looking forward to seeing how this plays out and how many teams actually elect to go for this fall from 15 um an interesting rule that comes next is something that i am very uncertain about
1: as this, an actual uh, rule. this is a rule in the usfl as well this was uh, i think when we first talked about it yeah <clears throat> this was one of their big rules which from what i can remember of highlights doesn't actually happen that often anyway. No, no. Because you sort of shut down that fast that there's not a chance to do it. Yeah, yeah. The double forward pass. So if a
0: team completes a forward pass that is still behind the line of scrim- scrimmage, that team may throw a second pass. And this wording is funny as fuck. The, the complete sentence on the, the XFL website, this is where I'm reading it from. Yeah, that's and I'm this is a complete to. sentence if a team completes a forward pass behind the line of scrimmage, that team may throw the, a second pass second forward pass, as long as the ball has not crossed the line of scrimmage. you're saying the same thing again because the forward part of the first forward pass would not have passed the line of scrimmage and then you choose to then throw the second pass, but you still have to be the it's just saying the same thing twice. So that's that's fine. So this is this is an interesting one. So you could effectively put two quarterbacks on the field. Forward pass like drop back 5 yards, forward pass it 4 yards to get it to your second QB who then launches it down the field or gets a 10. So it, I'm I'm interested to see how much this actually as as you say it was a rule in the USFL and you didn't see a lot. I'm wondering if this could potentially have another big impact. On, on how the game flows, um, in terms of trying to ske- scheme up coverages that prevent both of these scenarios, where it's not just a you know a twenty yard bullet, it's a five yard bullet that then leads into a fifteen yard bullet, sort of thing. So yeah, I'm I'm interested to see how that goes.
1: Yeah, uh, that's, that's that's clearly um, written wrong. Yeah. Uh, especially like the on the second pass i'm just going to quickly check if the usfl forward pass rules are the same yeah extra points nope onto kicks nope overtime nope two forward passes Fences will be allowed to throw two forward passes behind the line of scrimmage and if yeah, so it's it again I think it just means the second pass has to start behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah,
0: but that's the same. I mean, I say like it's 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 always an illegal forward pass no matter where it is as long as it's sorry, it's always an illegal forward pass if it's beyond the line of scrimmage. Yeah, yeah. and I, I say I don't know whether this is trying to double down on the idea that all forward passes have to be behind the line of scrimmage, but I completely understand. Yeah, so because the next rule is once the ball has passed the line of scrimmage, no forward passes are permitted. So you're tripling down on the same concept. So I think it's just a bit of a, a yeah. weird, weird rule. The exp-
1: explanation on USL's offenses will be allowed to throw two forward passes behind the line of scrimmage, expanding teams' playbook uh, playbooks while adding even more excitement and trick play potential to yep. games. Yeah. Again, it's supposed it's. I think it's supposed to just try and up the ooh factor. Yeah. Yeah. It um,
0: next says the first pass may fall incomplete rather than becoming a fumbled lateral, but a lateral is the complete opposite to a forward pass. So I don't know whether the ruling of this is just completely weird or not. So
1: we'll uh, find out when a fucking ref blows a whistle and throws yeah. a flag, and then yeah. the other ref's like, no, 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 no. This is how I interpret this yeah, rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, flag for advantage.
0: <laughs> flag the refs. Uncertainty. Um, overtime. Overtime, I think, is, is good. I think I, I like this overtime rule because instead of a long drive to try and get a touchdown, it is literally alternative alternate attempts from the five yard line to get a touchdown um you get two points per score apparently you get three attempts per team to you know to you should get three attempts from the five yard time yard line to score points in a college football you know you have one attempt that i have one attempt if you fail to score on your attempt and i succeed i win and i like yeah. that
1: well, it says three attempts per team or until winner is decided. So, how long do you reckon that could go on for? Because even that actually sounds like freaking penalties. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. So you have five
0: penalties, best of five, and but then, then if keep going still going drawing at the end. Just yeah. keep going and keep going. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds. Yeah. So it sounds. Yeah, you're right. So actually, again, no. It to the sounds like fans. it's a best of three. A best of three. So if you get three and I get two scoring points, you win. Or if we both get three or we both get two, we keep going until, you know, we get to that round where I score, you don't, I win. So yeah. Yeah. It's it's very much that um both offences get equal opportunities to score. Um, so I like that. I, I think it could be interesting. I could I think I can see overtime lasting maybe three minutes of actual like game. So yeah, I'm excited to see what that goes. And then you've got a load of instant replay stuff that sounds very similar to me to to the NFL sort of stuff. So yeah, we'll see how a lot of those goes. Um, Refin has been an issue in this in the NFL like a lot of contentious focuses yeah. so i'm interested <coughs> to see how um one of the things i do want to bring up about reffing is dean blandino one of the the big like cable networks in america's on-screen ref is actually head of officiating for the XFL so i'm interested to see how he brings his experience of being a tv ref to an Actual league and what his rulings look like, so that could be fun. Hmm, fantastic.
1: Anything you want to say about the rules? Anything you didn't get to say? Um, no, I think obviously it'll be interesting to watch. Should... Yeah, <coughs> hopefully, by uh, season three of this, we'll understand the XFL rules going into their second season. I'm hoping to understand by week three. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think that's going to happen. <laughs> we can hope.
0: Um, fair enough, fair enough. So let's talk about the schedule then. So we're we're going to go much as we did with the NFL week by week. So a small preview was to come week one kicking off tomorrow at um 3 p.m. ET or UK time of 8 p.m. The Vegas Vipers will take on the Arlington. Uh, will go to the Arlington Renegades. Um, and then it seems like it's uh, it's a it's a bit of a a Texas friendly Saturday. So, the second game, which is kicking off at 1.30 in the UK, is the Orlando Guardians versus the Houston Roughnecks. Um, on the Saturday, kicking off at 8pm, is the St. Louis Battlehawks versus the San Antonio Braham- Brahmas. And 1am uh, is the Seattle Sea Dragons versus the DC Defenders. Um, Have you kind of thought about who you might like to... I know you don't really support an NFL team, but have you thought about maybe picking up an XFL team to support? Or As,
1: you... uh, I, I, there is a, if If I'm picking one up, I'm picking up Orlando. Okay, okay. Any particular reason? Um, Because they're called the Guardians. Yeah. Uh, which I, I won't and go into. And your favourite
0: to... DC hero is the Guardian.
1: No. Okay. But it's a very nerdy reason I won't go into. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. I do also have... It, yeah, it also uh, leans to the reason I have the word Guardian tattooed on my arm in Dwarvish script. Fair enough. So. I'm not going
0: to I'm not going to bring that up
1: then. I will say, though, if I would have... Uh, Knowing about their kits beforehand, I would not have done that. <laughs> <laughs> have they got a bad kit, have they? I just hate the fucking like lime green colour because I hate that on the Seahawks thing as well. I'm not
0: actually. Although I don't think it,
1: it's not as bright as the Seahawks, but uh, I definitely prefer the Guardians away kit, which is white.
0: Oh, yeah, that's. Oh, that's a choice. Yeah. Ooh.
1: Bad choice, bad
0: choice. Yeah. That's lime green, or like, you know, construction site worker green. See, it's not All lime very green. very li- dirty green.
1: To me, it's lime skin green. Oh, okay,
0: yeah, no, I see that. You know, that. like the li- lime yeah. peel, not the lime yeah. on the
1: inside. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I like the Awake it better because it's white. And just the, that green colour is in the details, not the main <laughs> colour. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's the team I'd pick in. If I'm gonna pick one from like each section, uh I think I'd go Battlehawks for the north.
0: Yeah. Let's have a look at the Battle Hawks kit.
1: I don't I haven't actually looked at that kit, I don't think. It's very Colts. <coughs> Colts. Yeah,
0: Indianapolis Colts.
1: To be fair, North teams. I don't think apart from the Sea Dragons. Yeah. I don't think I mind their like aesthetics, as in like logos, the mm-hmm. color schemes. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think there's a lot of good colors, like the uh, the Renegades.
1: <laughs> don't expand on that point.
0: <laughs> no. No, I don't. I'm gonna leave it there. <laughs> um, the only ones I've got kind of a little bit of a, a not love for. I'm just trying to try to read that kit. Is that, is that the defenders? Is that the defenders? I'm trying to, I can't. The defenders kit doesn't look great. It looks it looks a bit too Patriots.
1: As far as I'm aware, the Seahawks is the worst because they've got that orange colour. That I fucking hate.
0: Yeah, the the see their their actual kit doesn't look bad with the orange. But I don't love it. But yeah, the uh, the defenders I can't couldn't read the jersey sort of thing. Um doesn't it looks a bit too Patriots to me and I'm just like not about it the uh, the Renegades is quite nice
1: yeah Vipers is a good one as well
0: yeah yeah the Vipers is good yeah 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 but yeah um, looking forward to kind of getting involved hopefully it's a good league hopefully it uh, it kind of kicks off a bit better and we get an, an expansion of it yeah um, I,
1: just, I just want to see who's good and then I can get a jersey
0: yeah, yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah I was looking in the shop and some of the battlehawks like sh- uh, t-shirts and stuff like that look awesome so I might get I might just get a couple of battlehawks because I was looking at the set uh, following the battlehawks um originally um but I say like there's there's some good I just see who's uh, who's good who's bad Hopefully they're all kind of good in a in a competitive sort of way. There's no like bad teams. But I'm looking forward to, to seeing how, how this goes. Yeah. Other thing I'm looking forward to, and I say we I know we're we're running out of time. Uh European League of Football. That kicks off in June, I believe. Um, which is another league. It's got a game pass, it's got everything like that. I'm gonna see if there's anything you know, if there's another streaming service to watch it on, um, if if not, I'll be just buying the the Game Pass for that. Um, it's got a very functional app. Um, very German-led teams. You know, you got one oh, Paris yeah. team, one Belgium team, one ita uh, two Italian teams, an Austrian team, a team in Prague. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing how that goes. I'm looking forward to seeing how that goes. Um, so. Yeah, I'm looking forward to to, to that kick off. I'm I've got two teams that I'm kind of floating between, um, either Frankfurt Galaxy or Rhine Fire.
1: The only one I know of is Frankfurt Galaxy because as I said, when I started the that's um, <coughs> right that's right started the pods Instagram account, a player that came up as a suggested follow was I'm pretty sure an old line member of Frankfurt Galaxy. Mm-hmm. So followed him for a bit. Yeah. There you go. There you go. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to
0: that as well. Uh, It's another thing that I want to cover on this podcast. So much unlike last off season between season one and season two, we won't, we probably won't be going to fortnightly. We'll probably stay weekly. I haven't obviously discussed it with you, Smith, but what are your thoughts on staying weekly? He's bored by it. He's bored by the thought of staying weekly. Okay, that's fine. That's fine.
1: It will be a discussion for the future. Okay. And by the future, I mean August.
0: (laughs) We'll have a discussion about whether the podcast stays fortnightly, or sorry, stays weekly or goes fortnightly in August, when we'd likely be going
1: back to weekly anyway. Yep. And even then I'll fight for Fortnite.
0: <laughs> Dude, we barely managed to get all the games talked about and all this kind of stuff now. Like Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Alright, unless you've got any closing thoughts, Smith, I'm gonna wrap it up.
1: Nope.
0: <coughs> well, in that case, thank you, dear listener, for listening to another one of these where we ramble on about a sport we pretend to know a lot about I have been your host, as usual, the Unusual Greg, Unusual underscore Greg on Twitter and Instagram, and he has been
1: Smits, which is DRS underscore 994 on Instagram, and Instagram
0: only. And don't forget to follow the podcast Brick Blitz on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you again. I love you. Uh, And from myself, it's a go Battlehawk. I mean, go Pack Go. Guardians! Assemble! Brick Blitz!